Jesus, yeah, use that as your lever. Do you got to do feel comfortable? Do you believe in Jesus? Huh? Do you believe in Jesus? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Christian, all that. Christian and all that stuff. Yeah, lever. Okay, cool. That's done. Everything is sorted. This is your first time on a podcast, isn't it? Or no? Literally, yeah. Literally. I haven't even listened to any podcasts. So At all? Yeah, yeah. It's my first time interacting with a podcast. In oh, general, sick. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, oh, have they ever been on a podcast? I don't know, innit? No. I, I never checked your socials, nothing. Yeah. I never checked your socials. Because I was like, I was thinking, have they actually? Then How does a podcast differ from like a radio interview? It's think? not really, there's not really a script per se unless you make it one. Mm. So. So it's just a conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's not, you know those conversations of like you being around like your friends, yeah, with drinks. You're not out or anything, you can actually not just sit in the sofas and you just have normal conversations. Sure, that's that's, podcast, that's what basically it, okay. but also at the same time, you can form it into an interview. Mm. So, usually that can happen, but it depends on your specific do you, what do you actually do that entertains me and yeah, I want right. to talk about. Um, so there's loads of podcasts like that. So I don't know. Uh, what podcast can I say? Joe Rogan. Is that a podcast? Joe Joe Rogan's a podcast. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he does it. Yeah, he's more. It's mainly like I haven't listened to Joe Rogan in a while, actually. That's more like interview style podcast. Yeah. No. Yes and no. Yeah. Because obviously I I listen to I like the ones he did um with a, a guy is a philosopher is like an economic economy some uh, I forgot the guy's name uh Jordan Peterson sure sure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I I got into him first through Joe Rogan okay and I bought one of his books right. so I started reading that and then um I think what was it what was the book called shit it's one of his first books um. Seven Ways of Life or something like that. I forgot right. what it's called. Okay. Um, he was made because he he was um. He's talking about how he changed his day, anxieties and stuff like that. And I read that book as well. Uh, that main book. That's how I got into Joe Rogan. But after that, I never got into Joe Rogan since, mm. which is kind of bad, because he has some good interviews. I've seen of like Kevin Hart. He had Wiz Khalifa on. He had. What else did he have? Elon Musk, I'm sure. Elon Musk was the beautiful one. Yeah, I watched that. I le- definitely listened to that. Mm. And then apparently, like, there's a clip of him, obviously, smoking a blunt, and, and he didn't that choke. Wasn't Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. just Joe Rogan. <laughs> he didn't choke. He didn't choke. He didn't cough. Yeah. That's weird. I was like, you said you'd never smoked before. Yeah. So, <laughs> how does this work? Unless you have like a big ass tolerance for madness, but that's impossible. And then um. Oh, what did he do recently actually what did he just announce he just announced something about um doing a 
I, don't, I forgot what it was called though. I forgot what it was called. I think he was doing some announcements like what Akon's doing, like a city. In oh. obviously back here, he's got his own. Um, he's gonna have his own cryptocurrency. Right, he's gonna right. have his own uh driving. Uh, his own like license plates. Uh, for that city specifically. Um, what else is he gonna have? Yeah, currency, cryptocurrency. Something he's trying to make it like the new Dubai in Africa. In Africa. That's crazy. When it's meant, well, apparently it's Ghana. So, oh, true. yeah, apparently it's Ghana because of those the year of return, mm. all that other stuff. Everyone's like telling stories about Ghana this year, obviously sure. Afro Nation and all sure. that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, it's kind of interesting as well. Mm. But yeah, hopefully get that. That'll be interesting. I think Elon Musk is trying to do something about flipping astronauts. Yeah, yeah, that guy's weird, man. Selling cars into space. And all did you, what did you think about the car? The truck. The truck. I want that truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People so don't think, don't like it, you know. You don't like the. People don't have style, man. <laughs> that car. Is... Apparently, there's a few versions of it, so. Yeah, there's always a few prototypes before it that like, gets rolled out, right? No, apparently the the one that he showed first when he announced it was the prototype. But there's a version of people driving it, but it has the actual, um, the back is like, like you can take off the sheath. Uh, is it the sheath? Like the top of it. Okay. Like you can, it can, it's like a um, convertible type in the back. Okay. So, so you can, it's like a big boot space for as a truck. That's crazy. But when you put it back down, it's like, it's just the, like the thing, like a big ass four by four. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's interesting to be. I don't know. I find he's going to make another one as well. It's a beautiful design. I think like in a world where everybody's like dying to be the same, like, why would you not want to get something that's so different? Mm. Mm. I was thinking about that as well, actually. It's like, would you want to be different more than be... Because some people like to just be like behind the thing and just be like, not different, but just like obviously follow the crowd, just not be disturbed. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, okay, what do? You... And then there's people like, like the celebrities that we would say that are very entertaining, want to be different as possible, not follow the crowd and stuff like that. So. Um, I don't know. I feel like for me, I want my experience enough to be an experience. I want to try things that on average yeah I wanna, like fulfill that space for desire to seem completely new mm. I think just rolling around in like anything that anyone else can get is, is cool there's nothing wrong with that but mm. if you got taste for something different then why not like strive mm. for it and go for it mm. do, you, do you how do you like find that drive still to create or to get into new things and um and actually create them to a degree like, how do you find that, like, is there a drive or is it, like, inspiration for both of you? Because, obviously, you two are very different anyway. Yeah. So, do you yeah, find, yeah, do you, is it more of, like, I want, you want to do it and that's what drives you? Or is it just, like, you wait for inspiration and just lay back and chill? It's actually neither. I think inspiration forces itself upon me and that compels me to create from a fresh perspective. Hmm. And it's not a choice. I would rather be undisturbed and just kind of live my life quietly 
but the gifts I've been given mm. and the way life deals with me and the way things happen for me and my internal processes all lead to me coming out with creativity whether it's like music or words poetry like in other terms like Eric doesn't he's not the type of guy that was ever try to write a song yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. for him it just comes out yeah and it's like he can choose to follow it through or just like discard it Mm. I think because I've dedicated my life to it I will follow that process and I will make sure like the song Mm. gets out and put effort into it etc yeah but yeah. for Eric, his inspiration is just like on him, like in a different way. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, everyone has different inspiration. Yeah. Um, that's definitely a fact. But before we get to that, intro, please. <laughs> Intros. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, wait, we dipped into the conversation. And we ha- I have not done a no intro yet. Nothing. No one knows who you are. <laughs> Nothing. People know who you are that you send this podcast to to listen. Of course. And also watch the episodes on youtube by the way every thursday and sunday but <laughs> they actually don't know who you are what you do or nothing so it's a bit mad for me actually not even doing intro and anything but yes episode 99 man bruv one more next week we got 100 so special announcement for that um will be on the instagram page yeah instagram page and my personal one if you follow me um you guys get that in- announcement if you uh when this episode drops or before then, don't matter. Um, hopefully, I will actually have a new intro because I have not done intros in over 50 episodes. Oh. No, sorry. 30 because I remember doing something in the 70s. Around the 70, 80 range, we did do intros still. But I've given up because I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you're just tired of doing one thing and you're just like yeah. bored and you're just like... Uh... That's that's the intro, yeah. Mm. Okay, let's yeah. go back. And then it just breaks off the conversation we just had. Sure. And I'm just like, ah, oh, God. Uh, it's, I just can't be bothered, so I just stop doing them and just press record, let anyone talk, Makes no problem, sense. and keep it going. Yeah, we need context though, man. Yeah, I know. For some, I'll do it for some guests. Like when um, B last came here. She was like, so no intros, nothing. You know me, I'm a professionalist. Like, come on. And I was like, it, it was with Erica. So Erica was like, it's her first time here. So she's like, obviously she's watched that podcast before. And mm. she and she supports. But she's um she's obviously never introduced herself or whatever. And I was just like, I don't want to. I just want normal conversation, innit? Yeah. And we already, I just pressed record while everyone was talking. So anything was recorded, I can take out. No problem, innit? But keep talking in it and Bula's just like so no introducing us what's going on I'm like don't ruin it man don't ruin the good convo we were just having right now but for this one I have to do it because I, th- I think you guys do something kind of you both are different in ways as well um, in creativity so I think it's only right to introduce yourselves in a proper way so um, yeah just introduce yourselves whatever name you want to give Everything, nicknames, um, SI numbers, uh, passport IDs, uh, <laughs> bank balance, uh, maybe maybe that uh, what do you call it as well as the security number. This is <laughs> at the back. That three last, oh, last so three digits this at the is back. Where downstairs in the base, you need to broadcast right? this whole thing out to the Nigerian. <laughs> Shout out to the uncles. Uh, you know what I mean? Bear fraud and that. Emails. You know what I mean? Bear phishing emails and that. 
But um, yeah, I think it's only right to introduce yourselves properly um, in such a way. So cool. yeah, go, go on. I'm yeah. David, known as This Is DA, producer, musician, rapper. Uh, also one half of the duo Rich Exchange with Eric. <laughs> Getting known as Loki. I think people are now finally getting that. And yeah, the other half of the duo Rich Exchange. Okay. So how, wait, because I'm going to assume you both did not start in music at the same time. No. Nah. No. Who started first? Well. No, like, like, in a sense of, I'm assuming inspiration kind of happened at the same time. It depends, like, like what you mean, because we both played instruments as kids. Yeah, that's, that's already, that's yeah. already at the same time to me. Yeah. You yeah, guys okay. knew, you, you were, you were blimmin' geniuses by the age of five. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> born. <laughs> You know what I mean? As soon as you were born, you were already playing keys like Stevie Wonder, like it's mad. <laughs> but um, in a sense of like saying, this is what I want to do. Mm. For me, and taking that, that leap. That was at the age of seventeen. I remember having a conversation with David. I was in my second year of sixth form, and I got really depressed, and so I picked up my guitar, which I hadn't played in eight years, and then through a lot of inspiration from like Kid Cudi and Kurt Cobain and a bunch of grunge and blues artists, I decided I wanted to sing about my emotions. Mm. And so then I knew, because at that time I was really known for visual arts and drawing and painting and I was getting a name for that, but I was really losing the passion and the drive for that. You got bored. I got very bored. It was really shallow. I was just doing portraits of rappers to get recognised by rappers. And it worked. I got a lot of recognition <laughs> from a lot of rappers, but it got really boring very quickly. Yeah. And I wanted something with more meaning and depth mm. and something that could communicate with people and also get my emotions out. And so, yeah, I remember telling David I wanted to do music as a full-time pursuit. He was quite shocked, but I didn't really care at that time because I just wanted to do something new. And I, I saw a path for me to do it mm. and it was more like I'm just letting you know I'm going to do this by the way <laughs> oh so you, you already had the leap like you just oh, yeah. you just you're just like, giving a reminder to everybody so Basically. here's what I'm going to do peace yeah, alright cool say news when you first told me I was just like nah you didn't even believe that's, nah I was like, that's my thing man oh is that, like, okay. that's what I do so I felt like if you're going to do it like, I know how difficult it is sure mm. and just like it's not a linear path it's, it's going to take you all sorts of places and it's going to take you a very very long time to like develop that craft properly mm. and just looking at someone at the the beginning of that journey just like knowing like the beginning of the woods knowing how like dense that forest is i'm just like you don't need to go in there mm. just figure out something else and just like do that i could i can yeah i hear what you mean yeah i hear what you mean i think it's quite selfish to come from that sort of perspective like if he wasn't my brother, I would be like, if he was just my friend, I'd be like, yeah, go for it. Like, do what you need to do. Okay, so. that's interesting then. So it's just because he's, because you just said like, you're a bit hypocritical or like, or of like, of him, because he's your brother and you know how it is. Yeah. As a person who took the leap early. Yeah, yeah. And then, but if it was your friend, he'd be like, yeah, go on, yeah. go ahead. So it's less, uh, was it was it more like worry for you instead of that? Okay, cool. Exactly. Yeah, that's all like, it is. You got yeah. a vested interest in that person, and it's you don't want to protect them from like the things that you had to to deal with and go through, and yeah, 
because people forget music isn't just like the creation of the music a majority of it is the business side of it yeah yeah, yeah. and it's long and it's very very arduous um so vexed when i read certain things man. yeah i still i still get i still get like crazy with just think if i was in the music business not just not a musician but just a guy behind the scenes yeah I would be making money. Because I'm thinking of people now like Twin and... Um, what was it? Uh, not Benny. Uh, Benny. If you, uh, I forgot his name. Snap. He manages um, a lot of artists. Um, Benny Scars. Sorry, Benny Scars. Um, people like Sincere, who used to be a rapper, who now manages or... or um, is associated with managing um, Fredo, and then you got like someone like G Fresh, who was also a rapper but also a business guy. Mm-hmm. New clothing, new other mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Gave up all that. Obviously, he's with Disturbing, uh, London, which is Tiny's label and mm-hmm. Dummy's label. So now they are together with Fresh as a manager to manage Young Bane. Okay. Well, I so, didn't even know that. I used to love G Fresh back in the day. Yeah. So, but Bane. <laughs> Bane G Fresh just said, "Yeah, I want, I want to help you." Mm. It wasn't even. I think Bane even spoke about it. Like, it wasn't. He wasn't taking money off him. He just wanted to help him because he knew that Bane was talented. Right. But then I think that's what happened with Disturbing. Just ended up naturally. And he said, "I think he signed. I think he might be signed to, to um, to to that management in Disturbing. I'm not too sure. Every time I see videos of Bane, it's always got Disturbing on the." On the logo, okay. So that's why I'm assuming they are, he is signed to that label, but obviously there's obviously Paraphone and other labels as well um, associated with there. Um, so Tiny's making obviously that type of money as well, and he's obviously got distributing deals with like people like Pounds, who made the Up Thought song. He's got another song coming out. I think who who um, I think he is also managed by G Fresh. Mm. I'm not too sure. But then another example is uh, dirty, uh, play dirty, play sure. dirty, which is Captain Conan's label. Sure. Bouncer, I don't know if you know Bouncer. No. Um, who used to be, who's basically Captain Conan's boy, like came out of jail, and he brought Dig That. So Dig That, if you know Air Force, that whole drill tune, some some guy in drill, in the drill scene. I feel like I recognize. He just name. had a song yeah, with yeah. H, um, okay. the Eight Mile. Concept I don't song. keep up enough, man. I know yeah. the names. I don't really but know I'll, I'll show you the video. Actually, it's kind of an eight mile concept. It was just okay. Sick. Okay. Sorry. Um, but he, the guy that owns that song, he's managed by a bouncer who is a part of Dirty um, Play Dirty. Um, I think in a different label situation as well. Um, but also deals with a lot of like the remix deals, all that other stuff to help out with other stuff like that. And then another example is SN One gigs. Buck is his manager. Okay. I didn't know that either. So right. it's interesting. Buck is another person that's knows the, already what he's like. Sure. And he, and obviously Giggs is the one that trusts him, so he has to learn the game. Sure. So these guys had to learn the game early mm-hmm. to successfully prosper now. So you've probably have done kind of the almost the same way of like you've learnt seeing this from the early on. And you kind of been like to your brother and say, you sure you want to do this? Because these are the things that I've experienced. 
I don't know what else we could experience together. So you're just like, you could tell him, but you're going to have to experience it for yourself. Because mm. deals change every now and then as well. Um, so that's another aspect of why he could be like, are you sure you want to do this? Because mentality-wise as well, as you said, you kind of were in a depressive state. Um, yeah. A lot of anxiety. You could have been... To, um, act, to actually go forth with a new career is a tasking mentally thing. Because mm, mm. I had that experience when I started the podcast. Mm. I was just like, what the hell I'm doing? What are the people think? What the hell is fuck? What like, were you doing before this? I was just working. Okay. Normal. Normal. And then literally just had a conversation with a few friends of mine while we were having Nando's. And we would just have it. We were there for like two and a half hours. Mm. And we were just like talking, talking. And then I just said, I'm starting a podcast. I think I should start a podcast. And they just laughed. Two weeks yeah. later, I started it. Yeah. <laughs> recorded. And then a month after that, recorded the second episode here. That's where this became the main studio and just recorded, recorded, recorded. Mm. But, um, but yeah, that's an example though, other than myself. But, um, but what was your starting point though? Because he's always showed his starting point. What was your starting point of being like, this is my full time. This is me. This is what I'm doing. Uh, it's difficult to tell. I mean, I started like just emceeing and stuff in school. Mm. What school you go to? Uh, Redcliffe. Oh, okay. And I was like... Bad people I know are from Redcliffe. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Either so, Fairfield... Uh yeah, Fairfield City Academy. City Academy. Redcliffe. Redcliffe. Yeah. May maybe Whitfield. Maybe Whitfield. Because that was the bad boy school. Was it? Yeah. Okay. That, that was going around my school like Whitfield from like the Hoodmans, da 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 da. I went to a Christian that uh, posh, posh. <laughs> I went to a posh school, innit? Okay. Like Saint Bede's. Oh okay. Very okay. posh like sure, sure, sure. uh Catholic school. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. these people were telling me I'm like I was meant to... What was the school? There was a school that was I was meant to go to. St. Thomas Cook. Is it St. Thomas Cook? Thomas More. Thomas More, Thomas I think. Thomas Cook is the... <laughs> no, no, no. It was yeah, Thomas, St. Thomas something. Oh, okay. But that was the school I was meant to go to. Oh, okay. But my parents said... My parents were like, nah. Because they felt something was wrong. They changed like, their name, haven't they? St. Thomas More? I'm not too sure. But okay. they were just like, no. Right. And then I switched to St. Bede's. I think okay. St. Thomas More became Fairfield. That's what I think. Maybe I, I'm wrong. But I like I'm not too sure. I'm not yeah. too sure. I'm right. not too sure. Somebody out there may know. But, um, but yeah, that was another thing. But yeah, for you, as so, starting point. Um, yeah. So instruments at the age of... I used to play piano in uh, primary school. I used to like read and write shit music and that stuff. That is fucking mad. But, that is yeah, th- I, I stopped it earlier. Though. I did it from like... It's probably like eight, and I stopped by the time I was 10, 11. Didn't really Do you still know how up. to play now? I don't know how to play anything at all. Oh, for real? I, I just know how to produce music. Oh, okay. But I don't mm. actually technically know what I'm doing. I just like, I know Go what with sounds, the flow. Yeah, yeah what sounds okay. cool. Oh, okay, cool. But it's not a hindrance at all. Like, lack of knowledge in this realm is not a problem. Mm. So mm. I think there wasn't ever a conversation in my head like this is what I'm gonna do full time I think like the first time I heard myself back on a, a song when I was like 14 I knew 
I was going to keep doing it forever. That's no cool. What. That's cool. Because not all of us at that age would know what we were doing. I'm way too self-assured, man. Yeah. That's, like, it's a good and a bad thing. Yeah, because we, we got... As human beings, we do have addictive personalities. So, yeah. at that young age, you're so like... It's like when you're a kid, like, kid in a candy store, just addicted, addicted, like, running around, everything, doing something, doing whatever. And then when you get to a certain age like that, to start fi- saying this is what I want to do yeah. is very I wouldn't say it's rare it's very uncommon though mm. so it does happen but not as common as people think yeah. so yeah so it's a bit different have you have you guys had deals any deals like that business deals nothing like that or is it just normally independent independent releases no I've had a manager at one point um, what did some PR companies and stuff but all of that is still independent in some respects. So mm. No deals at all. Because mm. obviously, manager is a bit of a having a diff- having an agent to having a manager is completely different when it comes to splitting contracts and yeah. money and stuff like that. So I'm assuming that was a case as well. Um, that's uh, I just found out li- that literally like two three days ago. <laughs> so I was like, wait, what? So having an agent takes out this much. But a manager takes this much? Nah. Hmm. You have to pick one or the other. Hmm. You actually have to pick up one or the other. So, it's kind of mad. Um, so, because I've only listened to one project, you as a collective. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, I was at your, li- uh, Beulah brought me to your listening party. Sure, sure. Um, I was there. Yeah. And I listened to like some individual stuff that you guys played towards the end, right? If I'm correct. Okay, yeah. From, yeah, I played a couple. Yeah, for my EP, yeah. Yeah, so those were unreleased stuff? At the time, now they are. Oh, now they yeah, are. Okay, yeah. cool. So I've only listened to the actual, um, the collab project, the mm. group one. Mm. So when, before before we go into those projects, mm-hmm. when was the first time, what, what year was it like you were like, I'm going to release my first EP or first song online, whatever, just jump right into the deep end. Uh, put out uh, a little like mixtape thing when I was like fifteen. Yeah. Uh, it was like so. I used to do grime back in the day. That's As usual, yeah. Come on, we always yeah. do listen to grime. School, school, school days. Like you had the what you call it? You had the BBs, uh, BBMs, and that. And you could you could only put like what two three songs on the phone. <laughs> All them times, come on. And stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was making that project basically, and I was like, okay, this is gonna be half grime and then half rap. Okay, cool. Uh, so slower tempo, and then I was just focusing more rap type beats, and I was like, this is way more comfortable. Mm. Mm. So grime's not for everybody, to be honest. Yeah, I kind of disregarded like the one forty after that, and then. But do you still respect it though? You respect the people. That, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, if that's where I, I came from, like, a lot of my um, ability and my delivery relies on, like, those lessons I picked up from listening to a lot of Grime MCs. Like, the fact that I can, like, pick up pace mm. in a bar and then go, like, mm. slow down, etc. Like, that yeah, that's, 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 that. um, I'm trying to think of MCs that do that. I think Wretch, early Wretch was on that. Rich three two, uh, who else? Devlin, did Devlin do that type of thing? Mm. Devlin is good. Yeah. Devlin, mm. 
Um, Gets. Gets is a specialist, yeah. Gets yeah. is a specialist. Um, do you remember Marvel? Sure. Marvel, sure. yeah. So I think Double S yeah, yeah, yeah. was one of them. Crazy. Yeah. Double S was, was mad. Double, double. <laughs> du- oh, double was mad. Um, who else? Oh, who else did that? Dot oh, Rotten. Dot, yeah, Dot Rotten did it. Um, P Money does it very well. Because yep. um, I was actually watching uh, a lot of the Red Bull culture clashes recently. Mm. Obviously, um, Graham was, had his own stage and stuff like that. Warren with four other stages. Right. So... P Money would always come out for that for Eskimo dance and BBK. He came out, okay, and he said, and he'd always reload the reload ones. Um, who else? Kano. Mm. Kano is a yeah. proper specialist on that. Sure. Um, who else? Up and down. So fast and slow. There's so many. There's so many. Obviously, the people we just said like. Um, G Fresh and Sincere kind of did it to a degree, mm. uh, but G Fresh and Sincere were more rap. Yeah, they were definitely more like bossy, like yeah. flex. Yeah. Um. So that was the start of that, and then obviously gigs, all that rap stuff. But sure. So you was fifteen. All mixtapes. How about you? So, I would have been seventeen. Um. I recorded my first EP. I called it Nothing New. But the path I took was totally different. So I was playing guitar and singing. And it was really grunge influenced. So I was going through my grunge phase. Oh, that's fine. So, that's yeah, fine. it was like a lot of like heavy guitars, power chords. Um, like, just really dark. Like, I tuned my guitar down so that it came out in a really, like, dark kind of way. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it was just me just kind of singing about depressed emotions pretty much yeah so, that's fine that was like a five like, that was the, what, 17 how old are you guys now 23 23 25 25 so that would yeah around your age would probably be that that sound was starting to blow up a little not blow up a little but um there was like a resurgence of it a, re, a small resurgence with kid cuddy exactly cuddy was the resurgence yes yeah, um and then a lot of artists started playing guitar a lot. Yeah. I yeah. Did, didn't Wayne have his own rock? He did at rock? some point, yeah. Wayne had his rock thing. Yeah. That was a time. Prom Queen was my favourite song. <laughs> Prom Queen? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I listened to that album. I remember How to Love. I remember that album. I remember that song. How to Love was my favourite. The album that got me into playing guitar and singing was uh, Wizard by Kid Cudi and Dr. Genius. You know what? I never got into taking that. I never took that album in properly. Yeah, a lot of people hated it. I, I wouldn't say I hated it. I just never took it in properly. Because mm. I, I, I respect Cuddy as his own because Pursuit of Happiness and Man on the Moon and mm. these albums I think are incredible, but I just never took that album in properly. Mm. It's a good one. And I don't know why. Yeah. I actually don't know why I did, if I'm honest, but I think what it was, it was like the perfect synergy between like a hip-hop artist using their singing ability on rock music but it still had its like hip-hop element like a lot of mm. the productions like still had the kind of hip-hop kicks and snares and mm. hi-hats and the rhythm was there like rick rubin type stuff for sure yeah rick rubin was is definitely a, a, the guy one one of the guys that started that mm. yeah um so 
before we get into the actual new the project, the collab project, from now, this project now, to the your early the first first stuff. What do you see the difference wise? And also, do you like still the first stuff? Because uh, a lot of the, a lot of artists would say their first stuff was trash. Yeah, I mean anything that you say in your like adolescence. <laughs> is not going to be uh, on the mark. Yeah. So, I don't have any of those, like, recordings still. Oh, okay. If I did hear them, I would not want to hear them. <laughs> 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 but, I think, yeah, I think that's the, the weird thing about living in this generation because, like, you can just record so much of your existence and so much of your existence doesn't need to be recorded. There's a lot yeah. of, like, thoughts and ideas and looks you go through etc that you don't need to see that back man you need to just mm. live through it mm. and i think i made a lot of music that i'm very glad it no longer exists in any like <laughs> form as far as like somewhere in some cyberspace deleted. you never know it could be it could be still there bro internet's yeah. the internet man so we all know that we can't delete everything that's yeah, in the internet. True, we could have saved it onto the <laughs> device. Screenshot. That's true. That's yeah. true. But I mean, some of them were like free MySpace, like. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd be alright. You'd yeah, be alright. Yeah, there might be in deep crevices. Yeah. But I started on MySpace. That's why I began to mm. upload my yeah, tracks. Yeah. Uh, MySpace was always going to be like that, though. Mm. Like a lot of people were, were big on MySpace. Yeah, man. Well, be, well, obviously the person that made it big, as we all know, is Soldier Boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was the one that made use of it to the highest form. Yeah. And um obviously we're excited. I don't know. Are you guys excited for the Millennium Tour? Well, nah, what is that? <laughs> so, oh, so basically all the music from like early 2000s like R&B, hip hop. Okay. All of those guys like Soldier Boy, Omarion, Bow Wow, uh who else was there? Mario, Lloyd, Ashanti, all these people. That's interesting. They're going on tour in the States. That's interesting, okay. Um, all together. Mm. Um, so those guys are gonna be like doing the US, but there's there's we're hoping as R and B and hip hop fans, we are hoping to that they actually come to the UK. Because yeah. some of them might have priors. As we know, Soldier Boy is a bit of a madman. So <laughs> as we pow, see pow uh, pow, <laughs> pow 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 all them and there. Yeah. But hopefully these guys actually get to come because obviously we've um twenty twenty is a bit crazy right now. Yeah. As of uh this past past two months. Mm. Like oh let's see, Kobe passing. Um R. I. P. Caroline Flack as well as of recently. Mm. Um she was a a former presenter on Love Island. Um I don't wanna speak on what how how she passed anyway, but because that's a bit of a deeper, deeper discussion probably for later on. Um, and obviously, as of recently, uh, Pop Smoke has recently passed, um, which is the craziest thing to happen now. First off, he's 20 years old. Mm. He got home invaded. And also, the only way they found out that where he lit where he's staying is because he accidentally possibly put his address on social media because he had a delivery from um i think a brand or something or some kind oh, right. 
a, yeah. a delivery from a brand or he took something i'm not too sure but it got delivered there and um it wasn't even his house it's an airbnb he was renting mm. out but mm. for that to happen is kind of crazy because as we just brought up social media like bringing stuff back that you might have said or might have recorded and stuff like that to have backlash because there have been tendencies of that in our generation now of people bringing old tweets to old stuff old clips old just anything from like early social media that still either hasn't been deleted or can be found or something like that do you guys just have that as a little segue do you guys have like fear of these things coming out as musicians and as people in general as well. No, because I've because deleted so much. <laughs> not just that, but like your new music that you've brought out now, like, is that something that you might feel people are going to look at like a bit different? Because obviously there are lyrics as well. Right. It's something like, as an example, Rick Ross coming out with the, right, okay. with that lyric at, um, at a popular song about yeah. the Molly. Yeah. Um, what else uh like the game is another example the the rapper the game he's obviously him expressing of nipsey's passing nipsey hustle's passing mm. he's expressed that on the al- on the recent album as well so you do you guys feel that when you say lyrics or do you because obviously music's a form of expression regardless of your emotions and stuff like that do you and you put it out there and you, there are going to be moments of like F it I'm going to just release this because this is how I'm feeling and this is what I want to release to this world or is you just like you like we're a bit worried like is that going to offend people strategically and stuff like that yeah, uh, nah man I always future proof my bars yeah <laughs> like a lot of rappers don't do that so for example Dr. Dre um, has always had this thing that he doesn't allow the people that he's working with to like timestamp the track so he doesn't allow them to say anything that refers to like the date uh, or like the time span that they're in I never knew that it sounds like it would sound dated at some point in the future I know I, know, I never knew that yeah. I actually never knew that and I consciously do the same thing but in terms of um, the arena that I'm like thinking in is will I be able to back this at any point in time and not in front of people but in front of God like is this how I feel in the moment or is this actually important enough mm. to that is this yeah is what I'm actually saying is it really necessary basically that's that's mm. how you need to start looking at like everything not even just when it comes to lyrics and bars but like just your general conversation I think a lot of things that we say is just plain air man a lot of things don't need to get put into lyrics they don't need to get said in a conversation so I'm very conscious of like making sure that I completely stand by what I say in everything. Yeah, I definitely hold the same view. Like when it comes to writing lyrics, I always think of the eternal aspect of it. And so I think, can I carry these words into eternity and would I be happy for these words to be left behind when I'm gone? And so I always try to find, like how it says in the Bible, it talks about King Solomon and he wrote Ecclesiastes and it says how he tried to find just the right words and that's always how I approach things is that 
I try to find the exact right words to the point that once it's done and it's out there, I can never regret it because the right words will put to those feelings or emotions or perspectives. And I always aim to write songs that are collectively human rather than just being an individual view. This is what I'm going through. This is, this is how I feel because that's what I used to do. I realised how selfish that was, how limiting that was. And now I try to make music that anybody at any time can pick up and they can apply it to themselves and their, their life journey. So in that way, there's no fear mm. that this can cause trouble in the future because I'm really writing music for people to live with for forever. Yeah, that's the, I think that's the main difference between like what we're doing and what a lot of people in this generation are doing. Like We're trying to make music that is eternally applicable to mm. every circumstance. I don't want to make songs for environments for people to just like enjoy themselves or feel something in the moment or mm. for the sake of like making a certain amount of money or pleasing a certain amount of people I just feel like if that is the case what's the point of doing it mm, facts like yeah. I can just you know what I'm saying just do anything else man mm. I, just, I just don't think music is something you mess around with mm. words in general right like you're saying conversations yeah. everything anything. everything has got repercussions that's man. it like you oh don't just I put... know that oh yeah. my days listen some of the stuff I've said on this podcast Not just, I'm not saying it's bad, but like, just some craziness. I'm thinking about it back right now. I'm having reminiscent, reminiscent of certain times. I've said some crazy shit. Mm. Mm. That might be not as crazy, but it's a bit mad. Mm. Mm. Just to hear it, you're like, ooh. Yeah. But you might find it funny. I don't know. One of them ones. <laughs> One of them ones. But um, I'm trying to think. Who would be um what was it what was I gonna say just lost track of my head so with this new project now when was the time of like cause I think you guys said like you just were kind of playing I think you were playing guitar and you were just saying lyrics randomly or something or you were just just together and then you were just like or you were exchanging like each other's talents of one record one song for this project maybe or for them record it for them and then you were just thinking of like just do a project together it almost like it was it was literally like, like it shouldn't have happened but it, it, <laughs> it should have happened because it did happen but it began with me again I, I hit a really depressed place and the guitar has always been my companion in that place so I just picked it up and I started to play stuff and it was new it was different it wasn't the grungy stuff it wasn't the depressed stuff it was a bit more matured it was a bit more refined it, it was expressing deeper sentiments and perspectives but it was just for me so I started to log it on a private Instagram page that I made I didn't let anybody know I made it and I just would take little video clips of me playing these songs I was freestyling most of them Okay. I'll upload them and in a conversation it came out that yeah I had this Instagram with these little clips on them David checked that out and from there he can finish off the rest of the story okay. yeah so basically like, Eric quit making music like he'd had a whole phase doing stuff 
he was on his way somewhere and he was just like nah it's not a road I want to go down okay. so he stopped it um, then he made this Instagram account with all these like little clips etc mm. um, I've only been like producing my own beats and stuff uh, for like a couple of years so it's like relatively new to me mm-hmm. and when I saw so when I actually started making beats on uh, the drum machines and stuff I would sample um, some guitar from Eric so that was like his like first sort of reintroduction to making music again mm. um, but that was that was pretty much it and then a lot of time had passed since then obviously so like a couple years down the line and I see this Instagram I'm listening to all these like these loops and I can just hear exactly what I can do with it so I'm like mm. let's do this one let's do this track here let me expand this into something else and then I was like I'll just do an album Okay. I think at this point I just thought why not and I found it funny because the first time I wanted to make music it was that David I'm going to do this and him being a bit like mm. and then this time it was like Junior or Eric you know we're going to do this and I was just like okay like, why not it, it was at the point of I feel like I've got nothing to lose it's not something I want to use as a platform anymore but if I've always respected David's opinion when it comes to creativity and life and decisions. So uh, mm. if it's something that he saw value in, I was like, why not? And this time it takes pressure off of me because it's collaborative. I'm not trying to become anybody or, or make a name for myself. I'm just joining in with what's already going on, with what he's already doing. And yeah. I loved what he was doing. So I was like, cool, let's just collaborate and see what comes of it. Mm. And so, yeah, I had like little lyrics here and there little choruses and things like that and then we decided to make full songs and it just became an exchange of your productions and raps and melodies and my melodies and guitar mm. anything else to say i don't know if you guys want to say anything else to add more add more sauce to the story no this, um, yeah. it's just like working with with Eric is like the easiest thing in the world to me it's just the way that we both understand our own spaces in music and then each other's space it's like mm. I could just make a loop um, like an instrumental loop and then we can just play it for a while and then one of us will come up with a melody another one will come up with a different melody and then we would just record the melody and then we put words to it and it's, it just happens like so quickly. Mm. It's mm. like the most how long, did, how long did it take you to guys to do the project? Do you think? Maybe like eight months, I think. Yeah. Okay. But I was making another, I was making the collaborative project and then his solo project mm. and then my own like uh, thing at the same time. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it could go a lot quicker if I just focus on one thing at a time but I like to just do as much as I can yeah. when I can and that solo project was really me just redeeming myself because I yeah. made a f- four song solo EP um, when I was in art college so the year after sixth form I would have been about 18 and yeah again it was just really just dark and depressing and it, it just had a very bleak tone to it and this time I wanted to give people something hopeful and bright and light something that they could take into a dark space mm. and see 
beauty and something good in that space. Yeah. Kind of like a a gift to them. Yeah, a gift to people. Because I, I feel like with the music, it, it's not something that I've chosen to do. It's something that has been bestowed upon me to do. And so I'm compelled to use it for good. Mm. It's like a superpower. <laughs> You yeah, think yourself as a superhero. Always, you yeah. got, you got. Uh, is it weird to say like, as a creative, you got to think yourself as a superhero? I love the concept of superheroes. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you sure. kind, it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of a weird thing to say, but mm. it's almost like doing things, doing creative things, makes you almost like a superhero. Yeah. So, that would probably be an interview for that. Because I'm looking at this um album now. Which one was my favorite song? Cause you played it. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of it now. Not that one. Yeah, Turning Point was my favorite song. Okay. Turning Point. Okay. I don't know why. I think it's cause when I heard it in at the listening party, it was either that, or maybe Tempe can be, maybe. Yeah, it was that one as well. Okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to trying to think now. Um, yeah, so that that was probably two of my favorite songs from the listening party, and then listening to it back, I was like, I remember this song. I remember this song, and I remember this song. Because certain people I was talking to that I know for, that came to the listening party as well, uh, that I knew when I before I left, I was talking to them. They were like, Oh, this tune was sick. This tune was sick because of this, the way that it was this. And I was just like, I never listened to it properly like that. And then when I looked, listened back, and I was like. I get what they're trying to say now. Mm. Okay, that's cool. Because I wasn't, I was just listening. I was just there just to listen. Sure. I wasn't having an opinion of, just, I was an open mind. Surprises me, surprises me. Mm. That type of thing. Mm. So, mm. that, that would probably be, um, the thing that I would work, I would say. But, um, why would you say, turning point? Probably beat wise. Probably beat wise. I would just say like, I could just play that in the car. Yeah. Yeah. I would I could literally just put that in I could literally if I'm in a car with my dad, put that on, he will not think they're swearing and it's fine. Because <laughs> sure. he you know what my parents are, they're like they play on the radio or they play their own music. And I'm like, I'm either in Filipino music or I'm listening to the radio. Sure. And I'm like, No disrespect to my country, I do love you, but I don't really want to listen to that. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, like I would play that and thing. I could play it with my my with like my nephews and nieces around. That'd See be the thing I said about future proof in my bars. Yeah. I don't swear in any of my music. That's exactly. really good though. Exactly. Exactly. That's really good. Do you think? Do you think that's because of future proofing, or is it just you're just not really a swearer like that? I swear. It's just I went through a whole phase of like disrespecting myself in what way like just not taking care of my future not taking care of my present self disregarding all the privileges I've been handed and just Mm. living my life in a certain way and throughout that I was really prolific in all the music that I was making and I said a lot of things that in songs that I completely regret and it's recorded it's, it's out there whatever and mm. when I came out of that phase I was like 
yeah, there's some changes that need to happen. So one of the things was like, I'm going to produce all my own music from this point onwards. And also just no more swearing in the songs. I don't need to. Like, I think swearing anyway, for me, is something that I do uh, subconsciously. I do it because I'm not thinking about what I'm about to say. Yeah. And if you're writing lyrics, you're thinking about what you're going to say. So you have every opportunity to omit any foul language. Mm. And it was stupid if I don't follow through with the opportunity. Mm. I think, who did that? My mum made me notice it, actually. Um, was back in the day. Because um, I was obviously... You know, when you're into hip-hop, you're kind of doing the fashion thing as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the baggy clothes, new era hats, mm-hmm. all that r- r- yeah. thing, yeah? yeah? So, I think I was... Because my first album that I ever bought um, was actually at, um, as a... What, what was it? Car boot sale. Mm. I, found, I found the CD in the car boot sale. Three of them, actually. One... Was uh first Bow Wow album, Beware of Dog. I think it was the game documentary and Nostradamus Nas album. I played that Nostradamus album for time <laughs> for at least a year. For the, at least the rest of the year. Yeah, I was, I love that song, especially the one with Ron Isley and all that stuff. Um and I think MTV Bass was on. You remember MTV Bass? Mm-hmm. Comes on TV now. Will Smith Switch comes on. Right. And then right. my mom's like, "Why do you why don't you listen to Will Smith more?" I said, "Huh?" She's like, "You know he doesn't swear. Mm. That's what we, we would prefer. Mm. He doesn't swear on his on that rap songs that we see on TV." Mm. And I just thought, "Does he or does he not?" And I'm thinking, he actually never has. The ones that I've heard, anyway, not all of it, but whatever. And I'm not—he might have the same process as you, in the sense of future-proofing everything. Like summertime, I don't think has swearing. Nah, I don't know, unless they play like a certain section and then keep it moving. <laughs> One of them ones on a DJ set, but yeah, Will Smith—I've never. Will heard. Smith doesn't swear in his raps to make record to make. No, Will Smith doesn't swear in his raps to get Grammys, but I do. So F him and F you too. Eminem. You think I give a damn about a Grammy? Yeah. Yeah. So, does, yeah, for sure. He didn't never, he never ever swore in his yeah. tracks, man. No yeah. parental advisory stickers on his albums. I respect that. Yeah. And like, I think he tried to stop Jaden from doing it before he was like 18. Yeah. So Jaden would always say Joker instead of saying the N-word. Exactly. And then obviously Jaden did his own thing. Yeah. At that point, Did Jane, has Jaden swore in records? Yeah, 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 yeah a, lot, now. a lot recently, and it, it kind of it, it feels a bit uncomfortable. It's like he's doing it just to do it because he wasn't able to to do it before. It's one of those ones though when yeah. you're like young and you're just if you hold a kid back from doing yeah. something, you just like you won't ever tie them on it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's a little tangent because what you just said, your kid holding kids back, is it's a little of what's going on in the world. Sorry, mm. but um. I don't. Do you guys watch basketball? Do you know anything about sports? Nah, I used to love basketball as a kid, but grow up. Oh, that's fine. Um, Dwayne Wade. Um, recently, he's um. His son. His son. Short yes, it has been that. in the news recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, coming out as gay, and obviously, um, they are. I think him and Gabrielle Union have said like they're gonna call her call him a she, a her, instead. Right. Of comfortability for the child, right. uh, I think the child is twelve. Um, so a lot of people 
are saying that's fine you're not restricting to who they are you're just trying to adapt Mm -hmm. but also there are people that are like this might be a stage what if they change their mind because there's a rapper i don't know if you know by the little name lil boosie he came out on social media recently saying you guys are going too far of i think trying to just be almost like a sex change type of thing like let the kid do a sex change or something i'm not too sure if that's a rumor whatever but the guy's like it's fine to accept your child as a gay but don't be saying that that he's not still a guy mm. calling him a her or maybe like cutting dick off or whatever all that stuff and i'm like thinking i get what he's trying to say mm. but it's almost like I'm thinking about what what's happening as of our generation, especially when it comes to the LGBTQ community, like being oppressed. And I don't know if you know, like in Russia, they don't like LGBTQ anything. They they ban it. They throw. There's I think there was a documentary by Reggie Yates in Russia. There's a very popular documentary of where one of the guys got tattooed just because he's come out gay and he's protesting. Mm. Just a sign outside, and he got jailed. And put that to branded on top of his forehead. What did it say? Um, I forgot what it was. It was in Russian, but oh, I forgot. Okay. Um, okay. I forgot the tag. But right. it's like it's like a demeaning thing mm. or whatever. Right. And um, and he still protests a little bit there, just to kind of show like tried to show like police would still come if I did this, mm. just did this, and people would like rush me or. Or actual like beat me up, throw knives at me, try to kill me, various other things like that. Even politicians are like that as well mm. in Russia. So it's quite a thing. But when you mean in terms of restricting children, do you think that? Do you think that if? Do you think Boosie's right by the way first, and who do you think is more? Because obviously mental health is another example of this as well. Because if you're restricting someone. It's over certain ages a possibility of mental health problems, um, not trying to find out who they actually are as people and stuff like that. So, out of this whole thing, what do you guys think? Like, just in general, like, global parenting is like a whole other issue. Like the fact that now we're living in an age where you can get like a a report on how you're doing as a parent, like over the internet. That's <laughs> just weird, anyway. Yeah. Like, keep everything in your house. Sure. Do you like these like YouTube family, the YouTube? Family? I don't really I watch any into that it. sort of yeah. stuff, man. Yeah. Nah, I'm not really into people like that. Yeah. Uh, Watching other people live life is a bit weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then second of all, like, I'm a biblical man. I'm a Ghanaian man. Like certain things just can't. I hear you. I run. hear you. Yeah. Period. Yeah. End of. Yeah. What are you gonna say about it? I concur. But you just <laughs> let people be. To be to be honest. You just let people be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's none of my business, that's man. That's it. We've yeah. all got a God to answer to. Like, that's the thing. Man. End of the day, if you think that's correct, then mm-hmm. hold it down. Mm-hmm. Hey. But you will be judged for like your parenting, as well as the things that you things that you personally do. You will also be judged by like the things that you instill in like, your children too. So yeah, yeah, okay. If okay. you think it's correct, then you know what I'm saying. Hey. That's on you. Hey. That's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Do you have that fear though of like when you, when you guys turn into parents, of like I don't really yeah. have fear like that. No, no. Nah. Oh, fair. A lot of a lot of people do, especially in our age. 
Yeah. Uh, I strange. Our generation, maybe. Mm. You know, but yeah, we got that little bit of a fear of being a parent, of like mm. being first time parents. Because I think, because a few of my friends have obviously got children and they've changed. They always say they've changed, but they're like, never expected it. Mm. Never expected it. And it's just like, wow. The thing about life is you're equipped with everything you need at every moment in your life. Facts. And it's easy to think that when that time comes, I won't be equipped. But, you know what I'm saying? Are you equipped right now for what you're doing? Like, of course you mm. are. If you're mm. equipped for the next, what's gonna happen in your life in the next five or ten minutes, then you'll be you'll be ready when that happens. Like, yeah, just learn as you go. That's not really how life works. I think anxieties mm. and like worries and fears and all that sort of stuff are just mm. useless. Yeah, in some respect. Yeah, I'm assuming you guys live for the moment then, to a certain degree. Nah, I don't. Nah, not really. Not really. Oh. Nah. Oh. Very prudent, but I'm just That's saying. Fine. Like, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah. No one's judging. No one's I'm just judging. saying that like it's. Just understand that what you're going to go through in life, it will t- challenge you and it will test you, but you'll be ready for it. Heard and you. if you're not ready for it, then do your work now. So when that you, when that you. time comes, you will be fully prepared. Facts. That's, it's a good way to think, to be honest. Like, it's not, um, it's not like, how do I say this? You know, you're just trying to put something in your head and you just go blank. And I'm just like, fuck's sake, man. I try to be very like intelligent right now. Now I just want to go blank, man. That's fuck. not a sign of unintelligence. God damn it. Yeah. It's just a sign of being a human being. <laughs> no, but no, I'm just thinking like I want to like for me, I was like I was thinking of something really smart and just to say and they'll just be like blow but then I'm like I forgot. Alright, we, so, we can do a layup right now. No, it's no point. It's gone. You, you, you throw me the ball, I'll, I'll just I'll, Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll I, I'm just gone anyways, but So no. It's like that Salvador Dali quote, right? That you should never strive for perfection because you'll never reach it. <laughs> like it's, it's something you can't reach. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth already. Yeah, yeah that was it. I was trying That's to say. It. Yeah. I think if you have an idea that you need to be a perfect spouse, a perfect parent, a perfect son, daughter, human being, perfect creative, mm. then you're going to always fall short. If yeah. you just recognize that you just do the best you can, and especially when it comes to relationships with other human beings, including your children, you can only do so much because that is an individual and they're going to go through their own individual journey. Mm. You can only do so much to instill so much in them and just leave the rest up to what will happen, wherever their hearts will take them and whatever life will lead them to do. Yeah. And recognising what's in your power and in your hands to instill and to do and to enable and to input and letting go of what you can't control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only way to live life. It's just recognising that you have the tools mm. at every given moment as David was saying but you can only do so much with those tools and then you just have to let that building stand yeah. whatever you can you, you can gotta make build. it work that's it you gotta make it work set yeah. the foundations build what you gotta build yeah, yeah. when it comes to life man like I look forward to messing up <laughs> because yeah. it means I'm gonna learn something mm. yeah and learning yeah, that's just your be- life is, so. that, is that because you have that desire to learn Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I think because not every guy, every person has that desire to learn, which is a good thing and a bad thing because maybe they're comfortable where they're at, but also at the same time, doesn't mean that it can backfire to the weird degree that they could always think they're perfect. I was 
say to myself like when I don't want to learn anymore is when I'm ready to die I think mm. like when you see people in like their older years yeah yeah and for example you're trying to teach them how to like use a computer and they, they're just not with they, they don't want to know I feel like you you might as well lay down and die by this point because if you don't want to learn anything, then what are you really doing yeah. in life? Mm. Like life is literally about the process of constant change. And if you're sitting in a position where it's not even about being comfortable, but in a position where you no longer want to accept and adapt. Mm. And I don't mean to like the new climate, the new culture, but just for your own personal safety and personal perspective, yeah. then you're pretty useless <laughs> <laughs> to a certain extent. No, I hear you though. I hear you. No, that's that's a little diversion. Sorry about that. As no, you, that, is, now you know, you know when you do like little. It's all about diversions, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's literally life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only way um, to one des- destination in between, you end up in so many different. Yeah, spaces. you got like you could go to one way. But you didn't choose the other, and just like, oh, yeah. you're this was more fun, yeah, the type of thing. But um, back to the um project. What's your favorite song? To do, two questions really, kind of simultaneous. What was was your favorite song off the project, and also, what was your favorite song to make? Mm. Good questions. Um, do you want to go first? Uh, Winter Mood Interlude is probably my favorite one. Mm. That was a weird one because. So I like sampled Eric on the guitar, like it's one of the earliest beats I made. So it was like a couple of summers ago, and yeah, and then I had the lyrics, everything as you hear them. Now I had them like in my head. I tried to record it at that time, mm. but I just wasn't prepared. I like I couldn't execute the lyrics and the delivery and the way that yeah, I yeah, could yeah. hear it in my head. Yeah. So I completely disregarded it for like way over a year. And then we were like going through and trying to find tracks to, because as well as like recording brand new material for Rich Exchange, we were like trying to find beats that we can implement that we'd already worked on just mm. to make it a bit, the workflow a bit quicker. Mm. And when I found that beat, I remembered all the lyrics and everything. And I was like, cool, I'm just going to try and record everything once again so mm. I yeah vocal everything as you hear it and that little outro bit that Eric is singing um, in it's the last like few seconds of the song mm. that is from 2017 when we first made the beat and everything else in between is what I did kind of yeah on the spot by myself that's interesting so that's your favourite and favourite thing to make yeah it was like mixing it was so difficult mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so difficult Oh, listen, editing of this, just for voice, takes its toll on it. Because I just do, I I just listen by ear. I try to listen by ear as much as possible. And especially on, um, with no, with like background noise, gauges, all, oh. (laughs) Ah! It's a process. Still trying to learn the other stuff, but, yeah. But, um. So those th- that would be your only song for both questions, then. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Right. Um. I'd say it wasn't for me. Yeah, that song meant a lot to me personally, because um, mm. it just spoke about my my transition from that dark place into a better place, mm. and um, 
it just felt like the first song I kind of bossed up on, you know, like I was able to really stand tall and say like this is where I'm at, you mm. know, and be be confident in where I'd come from and in where I now am. Um, and I just like the eeriness of the chords as well because it's kind of like a gospel song, but it's mm. like an alternative like indie rock gospel song slash rap it's just so interesting like to yeah. me it was the perfect take from like, what david brings production wise and what i bring guitar and melody wise mm. on a gospel record okay. like a gospel anthem yeah yeah so I, I love that song and making it as well i think the first time like i i heard the like loop of the guitar and hearing david like put it through the samplers i was so shook because it just sounded like <laughs> so spiritual and Ethereal mm. and out of this world. Hit your soul. Yeah, for real. I made the the loop for that track. Wasn't for me. Uh, turning point, and I forgot the third one. But I made them all literally in the same like three hour window. That's crazy. So yeah, yeah, I, I played that. them all to him at the same that. time, and yeah. he was just like, "That was heavy." <laughs> yeah, it was like a heavy session of like going from just having like these plain guitar chords mm. that's how every track starts it's literally just him and the acoustic guitar yeah yeah and then i just take it into to what it it becomes yeah so that was you were just like yeah i need more i need more 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 <laughs> yeah. more more. Mm. yeah that's always good though that's always good to hear and see for everybody that is listening or watching on youtube or whatever please listen to the project because i think you'll just enjoy it i think from top to bottom, you'll enjoy. You might, as as people do, they're very picky on songs, sounds. They might not like this flow. They might not like that flow. But you'll at least enjoy. At least I would guarantee, two songs, mm. two three songs, at least, because. I think. There's. You've got you guys just put yourselves on there like, as human beings. The way that this conversation has flowed, just in general, you can kind of tell that the project will reflect this type of conversations that we've had. Mm. And you can tell from the music that you've, um, that was played, not just at, that you've released, but also that when you're releasing the, uh, you, the listening party, I can kind of get it now. Mm. You know, it just clicks. Yeah. After the, during this conversation and after, you can tell it relates it's just and you're just like okay you kind of understand not you get a glimpse sorry it's, it's almost like a glimpse of your so-called bubble right. it's a glimpse of your it's a glimpse it's just a window of who you are mm-hmm. it's just enough for you to be like splat <laughs> splat there you go so yeah, yeah. yeah that's always that's a, that's a not every, not every artist can do that there's only like especially at this age of music now mm. like it's mainly singles it's mainly uh as you said eps um not obviously ghostwriters are there and various others so not everyone just uh, you know everyone's just like we want music we want more we want more content content because everything's online so mm. streaming and stuff like that so Rich Exchange 2 is the next thing, man. That's going to come soon. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. That's yeah. Dope. It sounds like 
Have you guys started already, or is that? It's almost finished. finished. Yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah, finished. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. It's okay. like a whole different spectrum of like ourselves mm. and of sound. It's like it's big. It's a mm. lot different as well than the other project, but it sounds like a perfect continuation. Mm. That's good, then. Yeah. That's good. Was there ever um? <sighs> what was I gonna say? Collabs wise. Because I think during the listening party, you guys said about people coming from overseas. Okay, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was... How does that work for you guys? Because that's I'm gonna assume just by from this conversation. Um, that you guys are kind of like introverts. Is that a thing to say? I am hundred yeah. percent. Okay, cool. I think I've become. You've become like, too much hanging out with me. Yeah. Just like put him in the same. You've, you've absorbed. You've uh, yeah, absorbed yeah. his genes. And at the <laughs> yeah. same time, I've absorbed a lot of like extrovert qualities. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like, cool. I cool. was very socially like. You were just emo- uh, like you were just un- unavailable in your head. Hundred yeah. percent. I was too available. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know we balance each other. Is there out. anything that's too too available? Oh yes, yes. Yeah, I was an open door like. 24-7 and you need to close doors it's dangerous to leave doors open yeah, anybody okay. can come in and plunder and rob I get what you mean. <laughs> your house you I, is it, it's, it's like for me weird to say like I like my own space mm. I like being alone but sometimes I do miss people and talking to people mm. and I had that problem a while, for a while I think because I think I never had real friends like that until uni mm, okay yeah yeah because I moved sense. around a lot during my early years early years of of being born <laughs> um, um and then when I stuck here that was when it was like yeah yeah I got friends now mm. and a lot of people are like yeah but you know a lot of people but no nah, that don't mean don't mean anything for sure that don't really don't mean anything to yeah. be honest yeah. so I think this probably the last few years I've been to where like I have friends mm. definitely mm. so like did you guys end up bringing those people in like the the people that you got you outsourced or is it that it just happened naturally and they wanted to come and just vibe with you guys uh, so on Rich Exchange there are two songs that we uh, co-produced with our friend Sam who plays a uh, bass in a band called Bad Sounds yeah and I think he was there, right? Yeah. Yeah, they were there. They, yeah, they were there. Yeah, they, 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 they I remember. Supporting. Yeah. So that basically came about because when I started producing, I was using MPC uh, one thousand, and that's the same unit that uh, a couple members of the band use, and Sam specifically. So we have a lot of conversations about etc. And that's for for some people that's uh, tech talk like. You know the ones and just like when you just have that a lot of people just people around would just be like shoom, yeah. shoom, okay. shoom. Uh, the MPC 1000 is like the MPC as a series of drum machines by Akai mm. uh, yeah I've seen them being used here as well yeah a lot yeah. of your like favourite hip hop tracks yeah. have been produced in yeah. MPCs yeah. Kanye specifically is heavy on the MPC oh, the mo- Jay Dilla. Dilla, Jay Dilla Just Blaze J- Dr. Dre's is a 3000. Was it? Um, A-Rab Music. Of course. Mm. He's, he's just used that MPC to yeah, the fullest, yeah. like... His fingers are built for it, man. Like, 
with speed. When he produced, uh, what was the record he produced? I don't know if you guys know a guy called Dave East. Yeah, I've heard of him. I'll play your record that he produced with um Tiana Taylor. Okay. Um, you would never expect because I'm assuming you guys seen him live, like the yeah, live yeah, videos yeah. and that how he does it freestyle, or whatever, yeah. okay. and played that um, completely yeah. different. Okay. I'll play it through the speakers later, but it's completely different. But um, but yeah, that NPC is mad. So, how did you guys get in touch then? It just happened online, I'm assuming. With Sam, yeah, being, yeah, yeah. So we were just talking, and through Instagram, and I just said, yeah, we should uh, make a date to jam. Went around to his place, and uh, we're just figuring out what we should sort of work on. And we started on exit close. I had like the guitar loops on my sampler, so I had a little SP uh, Roland sampler. Um, so we gave them to Sam. We expanded that, worked on that, and then. I had made the loop for Tempe Cambi already with the drums, everything. And then I played it to him and he was just like, yeah, leave that with me as well. So he just added some stuff to it too. Yeah. Um, and that was it. And then we got the whole project and Eric Slump Sunday's project as well, mastered in Finland by a friend that stays there. Cool. So he studied in Bristol. That's how we got to know him. Oh, he okay, moved back. Cool. Yeah, he moved back. So yeah, we keep it close-knit. The only like yeah, yeah, yeah. work of people that we're really familiar yeah. with, etc. The way that you and the way it happened with you and Sam, then that reminds me of um how. Um, was it Kanye, Kanye and Timberland, with the production of Stronger. Okay, happened. Yeah, yeah. I think Timberland helped with chords. Yeah. On certain parts of Stronger. Um, I think Ye was already created the actual bass line, everything, just the rhythm, everything, concept done. Yeah. You just needed something else, and that's when. Timberland was in the studio and just got got crazy with it. Timber is like my favorite. Yeah, who's your favorite producer then? Who would you say it was? If you gave like maybe a, a top list. three, top five, yeah. Oh, uh, you go first and might inspire some out of me. I can't really think right now. Uh, what's he called? Zach Hill of Death Grips. Okay. He produces all the Death Grips um discography. So he's got. What genre is that? That's a very good question. <laughs> it's like, it's a blend. It's a blend yeah, of one thing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I need to check that out then. I'll check that out. Electronic, yeah. I'll madness. check that. I'll check that out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So him, Timberland, and me. Great. <laughs> yeah. Believe in your source, boy. Mm. How about yourself? Or rappers? Um, or your, your singers or anyone you're inspired by right now? Yeah, I would say Kid Cudi. Cause he produces too. Yeah, uh, Indicard's one of my favorite albums by him. Which one? Indicard. Indicard. Did I listen to that? Which cover was that? The one with the fire, like the explosion in the gold frame. Indicard. Oh, was that the picture frame? Yeah. Yes, I listened to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. So yeah, I'll say Kid Cudi, uh, Kanye West definitely. I grew up loving Kanye West. Yeah. Um, I still do. Yeah, mm. especially with the Sunday service stuff he's doing as well. Yeah. Have you listened to the choir album? I have. Yeah, yeah. I need to. Touching. I need to. Yeah, it's, it's powerful, man. Yeah, it's good. Apparently, it's really good. Yeah. I th- apparently, that was the... he w- People prefer that over Jesus's, Jesus is King. I can see why. Jesus is King, after you've listened to it enough times, it kind of loses its flavor. Because but... I have a belief that it's not... A, people say it's a gospel album, but I'm like... 
I don't think so. Mm. Because of the fact that I think it's more of a concept of gospel. So he... He's a man that was lost Mm. and said, I am... um, I'm a changed man and God has helped me there and God helped me create this album. Yeah. It's gospel influenced. Yes. But I wouldn't say it's a gospel album. Nah. Because he's not a gospel artist. So... Mm. Mm. It's, it's, we could say that about obviously Blinded by Your Grace by Stormzy people consider that as a gospel album but gospel song sorry mm. but that's not um, mm. that's not a, a gospel artist true so that's true uh, fair enough I mean labels don't really matter man like yeah I think in this day and age every artist is capable of producing it making anything yeah yeah mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like if you're not always talking in a very Christian way, does that make you not a Christian person? Like, it's no yeah, different than like, that's very I true. always rapping this way, but now I'm rapping a gospel song. Yeah, that's true. Mm. That's very true, actually. So, it depends on people's perception on, on that person, really. Yeah, or, yeah. or that artistry, sorry. Yeah. I wouldn't say person. That's a bit, that's a bit offensive. Um, but yeah, but as, as them as an artist. Um, just trying to think of me, producers, because I'm a big production guy. I love production for some reason. I'd say Pharrell. Yeah. Is a big, big I'm a big fan of Pharrell clips like Neptunes. That's yeah. Apparently there's gonna be another Neptunes project. I'm not too sure. There's a rumor. I'm just saying. So Chad prefer... Chad, please, my Asian brother, please come back. Please come do back. Do you prefer Pharrell over Timberland? <sighs> because the he's produ- it's the hardest because I love Timbo for the fact I don't know if you watched this clip of him playing songs for Jay Z. Of course. Sure. When he found dirt off his shoulders, sure. Yeah. That you got that bounce. You got that bounce. You got that bounce. And he played songs. There's one beat that no one recognizes, but yeah. the rest are from that are songs for Brandy. Oh wow! One one Ludacris. of the songs from are from Brandy, Ludacris. Mm-hmm. It's something else, and obviously dirt off your shoulders, and the other one which no one recognizes. So those four songs. One was for Brandy, Brandy, which ended up on the album. Um, the other one is obviously um, Ludacris as the popular is it Potion? Yeah, yes Potion. yeah and uh, Dirt Off Your Shoulders so that was one so, so you would say for hours I don't know because Timberland has different source with like That's Justin Timberlake That's the thing. Missy Elliott Missy Aaliyah like and then you got Pharrell GDC. that's involved with Justin Timberlake and outside of Neptune's clips yeah and Jay-Z Kanye you know what I mean? T.I. He's done T- Oh my god, the T.I. part? Yeah, yeah, that's still mad to me. Crazy. Ryan Leslie is definitely one of mine. Okay. I have to put Ryan Leslie. Yeah. I have to I have to put Ryan Leslie for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why I gravitate to that guy mm. as a person and as a musician. I don't know what it is. I think it's because of his flipping videos that he puts of him in the studio. Okay. And he just goes ham. Okay. Like, oh my god! I remember watching this one years ago, and he like had a a black card, and he was just producing this track, and I think he wanted like sax on it or something, and he just oh, like, I remember, yeah, yeah, just yeah, bought yeah, it yeah, right yeah. there on the spot. The guy delivered it, and he just played it, and I was just like, bro, how can you flex like that? That's crazy. he actually just bought it. He yeah. said, yeah, I need to deliver today though, and he paid extra. So yeah, and then obviously the Mozart uh, documentary as well is one of my favorites. I haven't seen that. No, I haven't seen it. Um, it's when he made... It's after his case. Okay. It's yeah, after case? his, um, his uh, court case about his laptop. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was huge. The, the million dollar one. Wow. Uh, um, 
but but actually ruin. <laughs> he's actually said this. Watch the throne was in there. There was Watch the Throne songs on that specific laptop. Gosh. A week before he lost it. That's crazy. So he was meant to be on Watch the Throne. That's crazy. Oh, I see. Because he was in the rooms with Ye, with everybody, with Hitboy, with these Frank, with, with these people mm. in Paris, then loses it the week later. That's cold. This That's why, why he was costing like 10k, 20k. He needed that because three of his albums were in there as well. Wow. Bro, just back it up. But he, that was the thing. He, I, I think he wasn't thinking like that. He was just because he's, he's tied to it. Mm. Tied to it. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, so those would be my favorite producers. And outside of that, um, obviously Rick Rubin, uh, is, is I'm a fan of. Um, who else was there? Travis Barker as just a drummer, I think is incredible. Insane. Yeah. Insane. I I I have to listen to a project with him and um him in the game, because oh I forgot about that. They, yeah, they had that they had a few songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, I don't know who else. Obviously Dre. Yeah. Um, obviously there's UK producers. I don't know if you know any UK producers. I'm trying to think of some. Um, I can't really think of obviously J Five. Uh, sure. J5 is popular right now Skepta as a producer JME as a producer uh, Javon I don't know if you guys go guy called Javon Nah He's produced a few things Really really sick Okay uh, Guy called Coltrane um, I don't know where he's from though uh, He's from the UK mm. um, Who else? Uh, production 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 Shaka uh, a guy called Shaka is from the UK. Okay. He's super, super dope. Uh, he sings as well, right? Yeah, he yeah, sings. Like yeah, Writer, singer, yeah. Um, I think he just wrote something for Sean Paul, actually. <laughs> like a pop record. I've been listening to Sean Paul past few days. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> He's crazy, Paul. though. He's crazy. Mad underrated, bro. Yeah. He, Paul, Sean Paul has classics. Can't deny that. Um, who else production-wise? Damn. Oh, no. There's so many. There's so many like uh, inspiration. Obviously, Dave. I'd put Dave in there. Congrats to Dave. Just he just won album of the year, um, on at the Brit Awards. Uh, shout out to Stormzy as well. He he just won um male solo of the year at the Brit Awards as well. Um, I wish Burner Boy won the international award, but it went to a group called Fowls. Fowls. I'm okay. not too sure. I don't know where they're from. That's what they say. And shout out to uh, Tyler, the creator, for bigging up uh, Theresa May as well when he won. Um, Did he? Yeah, he said um, the reason why I wasn't here five years ago was because of Theresa May. So I know she's pissed right now. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, That's the... I'm sure uh, she's got bigger things to worry about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that that, that was the reason he couldn't come to the country five years ago. Sure. Because he's got... um, I think he's got priors. I think he's got priors. Mm. Um, So those are things. But um, yeah, before we go, actually... Uh, just a little glimpse of, uh, because obviously your stories are a bit different. Um, yeah. And we've obviously covered a bit of that as well. Um, a lot of the topics right now in terms of musicians and creatives is mental health. Mm. So just a little glimpse of how you guys deal with it as people would be some kind of an insight to 
to help maybe someone that's listening, maybe help to someone that's because um, I'm an advocate as well, just exp- of especially guys, because as as guys I don't think we we do it as much. Mm. So I think expressing it is always a, a good thing. Yeah. Um, whether it be on private to God, um, around family friends, that's always regardless. Um, so I don't know if that's something, or just one little thing that you guys want to talk about mental health that could help someone. And how you express it. Obviously, music is the main thing, but just in general, and that would be probably a great way to end the show, really. Yeah. Well, I just got very public about my mental health. No, no, no. I think uh, I've, I've I've been public as well on here. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because, like, for several years, I was privately dealing with moments of depression and suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. and I would always like find a way of pushing it aside and not facing it and not opening up to people about it and then yeah heading into this year it got very severe and so I went to the doctor and then from that I found confidence to begin those conversations with people sick uh, and sick. with God as well sick and then after that I decided let me just put this on social media as a statement of this is what I'm dealing with but I'm seeking help to heal and mm. that's been very liberating like now those struggles are in the light. I feel like I can actually deal with them effectively. And I've got support. I've got people around me who cool. are checking on me and people who are going through a similar thing too. So that's opened up a lot of very deep conversations. So I don't feel alone anymore. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, there's, there's power in being vulnerable. I think the only advice I'll give people is talk about it. Don't let those demons grow in the dark. Everything evil and sinister grows in the dark. When you bring it to the light, it can't survive. And so Jeez, them boss there. Yeah, nah. Them boss there. I wish that could be the title, but that's too long. <laughs> I wish that could be the title of this episode, but it's too long. I'm so sorry. That's but good. yeah, but uh, nah, the title's going to be Rich Exchange, so as, as I think it's only right. It's a but, great um, title. How about, you, how about yourself? Uh, how do I deal with it? Uh, I don't if there know. have been episodes or anything like that. Absolutely, man. I'm human. Everybody deals with it in some way, whether you, or not you acknowledge that's yeah. what's happening. Mm. I think I'm the type of person that I go through a lot of things and I don't acknowledge how I'm feeling until it manifests into something and it's often too late to do something about it. I'm just like behaving in a certain way mm. and I realise it's a problem quite far down the line. So I've now adapted and I try to stay on top of my mental state try to keep healthy socially because I think like I was saying as an introvert spending a lot of time by yourself your ideas uh, and your internal dialogue is very very loud Mm. and that is not necessarily a great thing yeah it's not a good position to be in especially when it's just not a good position to be in so Mm, over time I think I've just learned how to um be more honest with where I'm at. Yeah. To watch where I'm at, uh, exercise regularly, mm. eat right. Mm. It's very important. Like what you put in, you get out. Yeah. Um, to spend time listening to the right things as well. Um, there's a lot of negative voices in the world. There's a lot of like things on social media and advertising in media in general that are just so Listen, toxic. Advertising is madness. Yeah. The things that these companies want to do to you is like you need to. Sometimes I'm like, sometimes, I need to just get in and get yeah, out. Yeah, sometimes I'm thinking, should I go work in advertising just to kind of see what the deep dive of it is? 
Because the way that it's looking and stuff I'm hearing, I'm yeah. like, shit. Is this how they do this? Yeah, it's man. crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's just understanding, like, the fact that you intake so much information and you're flicking through and you're seeing thousands of images per day mm. and not understanding um, the origins of a lot of your feelings and emotions because of the influx of information. It's overwhelming, just, yeah. It's overwhelming. So mm. you will be overwhelmed naturally. And I, I feel for people who are coming into this world, like I think as a kid I was oblivious to what I was growing up into. But now mm. I'm here, I'm like, this isn't really a place to stick around. Yeah. And I understand why a lot of people feel that way. Already. Um, but we're all necessary. We're all here for an absolute reason. If we weren't supposed to be here, you wouldn't be here. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's just important to be productive, be creative and hang on in there, man. Like, you're so necessary. There's no other way to, to word it. Yeah. Really. Nah, that's cool, man. Nah, I appreciate you, man, just reasoning and just telling people, like, you're not alone. Like, Ed, not, we're not... You're not just suffering alone. Because there was a guy, actually, recently who um who used to be a uh, drug addict, a cocaine addict. And he's obviously been clean for a few... Uh, for 20, 10 to 20 plus years. And he had he had the thoughts again mm. of addiction, mm. and the way he got over it was to speak to his wife about it, and now he's okay. Mm. And then he's like, "I'm going for a walk, fresh air, just to get it off my mind and stuff." And then he video he recorded himself, put it on Twitter, like saying he's not alone. You're not. I don't know. I forgot his name, but he was just expressing it, expressing it, expressing it, expressing it, just on his phone while he's walking. Mm. Middle of Barcelona, chilling. Like, so, I've had that in a sense of not being able to express myself and just not having this conversation, not having conversations. And, like, I'm still kind of close. Like, I had a conversation with someone actually about it, like, because she, she, um, she was saying about, um, star signs. We were talking about star signs and stuff like that. And she found out what my star sign was. And she's like, how, and she kind of found out realized how i was and stuff it's kind of like the trait of my star sign and i was like not necessarily i think it's just me as a person like from young mm. and you just made me that way and then certain things grew with being the only asian guy living in this certain area or two um being different already not having that many friends even though i have a lot of people that i know around me it's like trust issues and mm. um, actual insecurities and various other things. So, till that's why I'm thankful having this podcast and we're reaching a hundred episodes. That I'm just happy that it's got to this because there were were times and people know that where I nearly gave up and just wanted to stop, like mm. just gave up. And then people were just saying, "No, don't worry, you're okay, man." Just keep going keep going and recording and stuff like that and and then um yeah it's just i've just i've never not regretted it since mm. i just i don't have no regrets on not stopping and just yeah there were times of like i'm done i should be done with this like what the hell but nah man just we just made it so it's always it's a, this is a great 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 time right now for anybody that's 
starting podcasts or on podcast game for time or thinking about quitting like listen not everyone survives in this game and so consistency is key keep at it and you'll get there um obviously it's already hard for me just doing this by myself um but obviously you got the support of people not just james but other people that have come through on this podcast our supporters people have obviously outsourced or anything like that so i just appreciate everybody that's come through episode 99 so appreciate you guys just coming along it's the first time we've actually met and had a conversation (laughs) but it's been i think it's been just a great conversation in general so it's been an honor to have you guys just talk not just about music but just life in general as well and kind of show these guys like yo being different's not being different is cool being different is a superpower as we said superheroes you superheroes so that's always a, a great thing to say um so usually we have an outro song i don't know what to pick i was gonna think you guys might have one of your songs maybe or do you want an, an outro song off the project or do you want like just a random song Okay, <laughs> there's I'm a, picking, yeah. wasn't for me on the project. Wasn't for me? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. That'll be the outro song for for this episode. So, um, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, um, Google Play. I'm trying to get into Tidal as well, so Jay-Z, please holler at me. <laughs> I'm trying to tie-tie anybody there, bruv. Anybody. But yeah, trying to get a Kith and Kim podcast. Um, shout out to Quap Magazine. We're on their platform as well, so shout out to them. Um, YouTube Thursdays and Sundays. Um, so hopefully you guys tune into those. Subscribe, comment, like everything. Um, their socials will be in the description below as well. Um, obviously check out uh, Rich Exchange, um, as well as their individual projects. Um, I think the, that will be a good insight as well. Not just the collaborative project, but actual individual projects as well. That's on streaming platforms. Um, and obviously, I'm hoping no one looks for those old mixtapes because you won't find them. <laughs> you know the ones that you know the ones that download. You know that click download. <laughs> you know the one that oh snap! But hopefully, no one don't need to look for them. Look for the ones that are. Sp- yeah, don't look at my history, man. Yeah, yeah. Think about the future. Go, go, to, go to go to the Spotify. Go to the Spotify. Help. Yeah. Help uh, make make the money, man. Streams yeah. and that is it on title as well and stuff like it that. Is, yeah, yeah. How do you? Because title, yeah, is really weird to. It looks individual. You have to have your own account or something like that. No, it's the same. Like, so if you're using yeah. um, uh, just a, a platform to release all your stuff, yeah. like one of those companies, you can just select. Yeah, because I because I use SoundCloud to as the main and then, R uh, RSS feed just goes spread out. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's completely yeah. different if you release the music, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the that's the difference between podcasts and uh, music as well. Yeah. Different, uh, different ways of um, outsourcing your stuff. Mm. But yeah, peace out to the random. Appreciate you guys coming down. Never ever let me know me I never